Coming up is a presentation from our App Masters Connect event in Santa Monica, where Scott Ritchie, head of business development at Pies, will share why your addressable market is a lot smaller than you think, the customer value growth checklist, and what really moves the needle for your app business. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Fanbytes.com helps you drive downloads for less than 50 cents using Snapchat influencers. They even help one of my clients drive 46 cent CPIs at scale. Learn more at fanbytes.com. For just one low monthly price, you will discover our greatest growth hacks to driving massive downloads. You can learn more on appmastersacademy.com. Um, before I get into so what I want to talk about is app retention and engagement. But before we get into that, what and I'll, I'll describe a little bit about pies. What we see as the future is if you've got a CNN app and I have a CNN app and everybody has a CNN app in this room, you're going to open that app and you're going to get different content as an individual. You're going to get different communication as an individual. If you play a game, that game is going to change, right? So the way one segment levels up based on their engagement with the app uh, versus the other segment that levels up, it's going to be different. The offer is going to be different to get them to level up. Some will level up faster, some will level up shorter. You're going to give a lot of discounts. Um, and we're trying to use machine learning to do all this AI. So you're not really eliminating the data scientists, but what you're doing is you're applying them to understand the business rules much more than the technical rules of data sets languages, modeling, right? So that's the ultimate goal of Pies. Um, my co-founder also um, set up uh, at Pies, he, he created this thing called the Ultimate Notepad. We're talking about a little bit about growth hacking here. Um, this was the number one download on Android. So um, what he did was he tried to discover, you know, what data sets need to be dry all behavior aspects of who uses this app, right? What data sets do you capture through an SDK around the world, manufacturer, behavioral usage, what screens they're on, what scenes they're playing, and you combine all that behavioral data and you sort of use this app to drive it. But in terms of <laughs> what made this number one, can anybody take a guess? I think these of use. Oh, icon. It looked like the notepad. Exactly. That drove it to number one for its vertical. So little things can drive you to user acquisition uh, to get to number one. But we're here to talk about user retention and engagement. You have 100,000 organic users or acquired users, right? You typically have... Five. So Facebook's number when we were working with Facebook when they're like 42 people was five. You had to get five people to share, right? If you didn't do five, you did everything in your power to get it to five. 
Five shares get you an addressable market of 100 million users, right? So that was the target that these folks had in terms of how you share. Now, you have a typical conversion rate of 10%, right? These are typical numbers on when you look at an addressable market, what should you be after, right? But today, I think, you know, going to conferences and speaking with Steve and, and thousands of app developers from companies like Congregate down to like Indies, so many people are future, like every conference, 90% are focused on acquisition, the money for acquisition, acquisition technologies, but let's say you did keep through user acquisition, you you look at addressable market of 100 million users based on this one month. And over time, if you start in month one, this is how you would grow to that 100 million addressable market. Right? Based on that 10%, you know, you're looking at 50,000, and then on top of that, 80,000, you get to your 100 million carrying capacity, um, as I would call it. So if you have a 90% retention rate on that 100 million addressable market, this is what you can expect in sort of month 19, you're gonna hit your capacity or your addressable market at 58 million based on those retention numbers, right? Which is 90% off those numbers that you saw earlier. And at 36 months, you're gonna be below 10 million again if you didn't throw any more money at user acquisition or didn't grow organically, right? So, 90% retention, here's 80% retention, you're looking at about 43 million users as the addressable market, so you're still throwing money at acquisition, right? But what is, how many apps get downloaded and used once? Anybody want to take a guess out of these numbers? 30 <laughs> percent. It's 30%. So what that means is your, your real retention and like how many apps get stop using getting back to the first week? <laughs> so that's what your real retention out of your addressable market is after you peak. Without throwing more money at user acquisition cost and everything else you're trying to do through growth marketing. So essentially now you look at your addressable market, you're looking at 17 million addressable market. You're not looking at 98 million. You started doing user acquisition, whatever growth, whatever it is. Basically, as an app developer, you're bankrupt by 36 months, right? After doing whatever acquisition techniques and sharing techniques or organic techniques. So that's why so many of these gaming apps keep making another version, making another version, except for maybe the casino industry. They have huge retention. Right? Because it's money, it's gambling. There's a reason why it works through mindsets here. But in casual gaming, mid-core gaming, a lot of the other usability apps, productivity apps, you're going to end up losing users, so they create more and more apps to go through this funnel. Right? So, if you look at the growth cycle, these are the major four, right? You have acquisition, that's what 90% talk about in acquisition. You have your onboarding, your tours, your activation, first purchases, whatever it is, first shares, your KPIs are on, your engagement, which is sustained usage, your conversions, personalizing experiences, um, this is something I'll address, loyalty, referrals, attrition risks, re-engagement. 
So that's your growth. So much of it is focused on that side and onboarding, but not on this side. So you pay for a user, you lose your user. So what drives all this? Analytics, right? So analytics, and we believe, I believe machine learning can cover the engagement retention pieces without suffering from product development and creativity. So if we look at that checklist, what is it, right? So you have instrumentation of your architecture, and I'll go through one of these case examples because there's, I don't have enough time to go through all of this. Usage analytics, you have attribution, essentially analytics, segmentation, very important, what groups, what code cohorts you have, what groups you are, you lose users, gain users, retain those users, um, you have present, uh, personalization of actions, uh, content in the future, uh, gameplay, um, engagement triggers, retargeting triggers, and campaigns. If we just go through one of those, maybe for the use cases, if we're looking at doing the architecture for this, it's important to just figure out sort of your metrics first, which is track user actions, right, and not features. There's been a couple of presentations today that said we focused on features, but we lost our old users, right? If you have really detailed behavior analytics on how your users are behaving within your content, within your app, within your screens, you can build features, uh, features that match that kind of behavior of your existing user base rather than something brand new. Um, so look for clicks, uh, decision points, um, the big picture, um, I think they pointed out earlier, the big picture is where you want to go with this game. Is there a feature two? Is there a feature three? What's the metric you're trying to drive to your usage base? And look at that and actually analyze that and take the data from that subset to apply it to what you need to do with that primary game. Events versus attributes. Um, too many people look at, you know, when they instrument analytics and so forth, they look at the events and they try to instrument too many events without looking at each attribute. I think this was pointed out earlier today. So we're working with a gaming company for each event to have 50 attributes. That's defined very, very detailed in terms of how their users are engaged with those events and allow the attribution data to sort of drive product development and product direction uh, with your current base of users and have that on a real-time basis so then you can add another event and attribute it to a segment, a cohort of users that you're engaged with. Traits are very important. Um, so if you have a login, to be able to trace traits from web to mobile to mobile web. So if you can get all that bundled in as well, that's very important to engage your users. And if you have CRM data, um, that's also beneficial, right? So you can get down and personalize it and down to the user. I'm curious, so if you have your users that are you've retained so far and then you have some of this information, let's say you have their age and their email address. So what's the benefit of adding these different inputs for them that may take longer to input at the beginning of their usage? So um, it depends on how you onboard those users, but ultimately you want to be able to capture exactly what they're doing and know who that exactly that person is in the app that's doing it, as opposed to just usage behavior. 
But if you can marry the usage behavioral to an ID, then you have an exact idea about how that's done, right? And particularly if you have machine learning on it, because then you have that ID, you have that particular person, regardless of where his behavior changes in the events, the machine learning to keep updating that ID. And, and help him the next time, is that the idea? So then it would identify what he's doing, yeah. and you can start triggering automated campaigns to that person through machines, right? Machine will say, this person is going to churn, you're going to lose this guy who you bought for X yeah. price, um, and you're going to lose that person in about a month or three weeks, yeah. right? Run an auto campaign yeah. against this guy now. Whatever it is, keep them involved in the app, keep them involved in the game, keep them involved in your whatever events that you're creating within your ecosystem and within the app. Um, so that's one checklist. Uh, there's a lot of other checklists, as I mentioned, I won't go through this. So how does that ecosystem look today, right? So these are sort of the tools that are being used for analytics uh, by you know product managers, data scientists. Then you have uh, marketing analysis, BI, this is what a big organization looks like, like at coupons.com, for example. You, then you have the marketing folks and the product managers do segmentation on these particular users. And then you have stuff that has recommendation engines for app personalization, but you have a messaging campaign done somewhere else, right? That's what the ecosystem looks like. What we're trying to attempt, which we do I can tell you what we have today and where we're going to go, but the ability to capture data automatically, one line of code, there's no engineers needed to instrument what you need to capture. We have machine learning that builds segments of users to tell you when you're going to lose your users. Um, then you can combine these users across uh, devices. So if you have an Android user, iOS user, if you have five different apps, you can combine that data across it to identify those particular segments where you can run uh, machine learning, you can run auto campaigns off, right? And in the future, everybody is looking to get to is to drive engagement, which is the personalization, which is every individual is going to get different communication, different screen, different apps, different content within each particular app. Okay? So that's kind of where we see that things will evolve in the next three or four years. Um, and obviously, engagement means a lot to your business, right? It means a lot if it's for ad revenue purposes, for purchases, for in-app uh, coins, um, and for your exits that you're looking at somebody to uh, present your company to. That's pretty much all I got. So I can be reached here. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.